welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Have you enjoyed your time? Good, good. And then we have achieved our goal and purpose. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to be long, so you can breathe a sigh of relief. In fact, I did consider uh, not saying anything, and then I got told off because they told me that was the easy way out. So I just wanted to, I thought I've got the privilege of just closing our conference uh, time together and to let you in on a little bit of how I think. There you go. That's how I think. <laughs> it's pretty easy because <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. But and the whole concept of uh, true colours was about the fact that um, we're just created uniquely and differently and I'm sick and tired of media, I'm sick and tired of fashion, I'm sick and tired of um, people's perceptions, whatever, telling us how we should be, what's in, what's out, what's right, what's wrong. And I just thought, you know what, I just want a company of girls who are just comfortable with who they are. And that's how uh, Significant Woman Ministry, which is the women's ministry of Victory Church, was birthed. Because we just thought, you know what, I want women who are confident in what they do. So they, if I'm a full-time mum, I am confident in that. And I don't feel any less uh, worthy or worthless in comparing to a doctor or a nurse or a mechanic. or Because there's female mechanics, I have discovered. And, um, and the other part of that too is I want women to be comfortable. So they're not only confident in what they do, but they're comfortable with who they are. This is who I am and this is, um, you know, in other words, get over it and just like me because I don't get any better than this. And so that's how um, a Significant Woman was born and that's our heart behind it. And True Colours Conference was really, we just want to set women free to that. There's so much diversity among women. I mean, just look around. Look at the girl next to you. No, 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 none of this kind of side. Just check her up and down. Look. And this side. Now do it with a smile. No condescending like, oh, wow. But look at the creature next to you. She's different. They might be wearing the same tops down here on the front row, but they're different. And in actual fact, Jane, who is with us, which is why I invited Jane, her woman's ministry is BU, and I love it. I was like, when I had coffee with her last week, I'm like, oh, that's a cool name, BU. I love it. I think that's fantastic. So I said to her, Jane, I can't pinch BU because you've copyrighted it, but we'll pinch you, all right? So that's why Jane came, because I thought she'd be good with that. And I just thought it would be good to just finish just some tips. I just want to quickly share some tips about how we can be comfortable and confident with who we are. See, the reasons we don't uh, or aren't confident, I always say that, the reasons we aren't confident and sometimes comfortable with who they are is we're often comparing ourselves to one another. And it's just a bad, bad habit. And I think if I would like my life to say anything, I would like my life to say, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. And one of the biggest compliments I've ever received, I remember, and the woman is in this room now, I remember we were sitting in a room, we had an uh, overseas guest was sharing us some passes, and he was just chatting, and he was going around the room and making us say nice things about people. 
And it came to this one woman and she said, you know, the thing about, I love about Kath is she makes me feel I can do it. And because you're in a room of people, everyone giggles and they're nudging because they're going, what a backhanded compliment. But I'm like, I wear that as a badge of honour. I think it's such a privilege to, to set women free that, you know what, if I can do it, honey, anybody can do it. Seriously. If I, I mean, I look in the mirror every day and go, God, you've got a sense of humour. Seriously. I mean, really. Me? Like me, I know me. <laughs> me? I spend my life doing that. God says, will you do this? I go, <laughs> you're not kidding. <laughs> but I know me. And God says, that's cool. And, that, and I just think, I just wanted to quickly share a few things with you as to how you can be a better you. All right? Because even if you've got it nailed, even if you go, well, that's cool, Kath, I'm really good at being me. Well, great. Then hang around us because we need to learn. Because even though there are times when I feel like, you know, I've got this under control, there are still some things that creep into my life that I find myself trying to be something that I'm not. And you know when it usually happens? When I'm in the female change room. <laughs> yeah? Because you know what? I've seen the skinny model on the magazine and I've seen the girl that's you know the mannequin and I've seen the picture that they do and I'm trying to fit into that and I'm like because this year's season if you didn't know it's white on white well you know some white things just shouldn't be worn (laughs) so when you've got a nice pair of skinny white jeans you're trying to pull on you like in the front it's like cool and then you do this and you go oh my (laughs) like I know it's there but you don't need to know it's there okay so we'll put it in denim because it hides it just a little bit more. And then we put those granny... Oh, men are in here, aren't they? Okay, I was just going to say, we put the granny knickers on underneath because that holds it all in together. <laughs> so when none of us are immune to that point of comparing ourselves. And I just wanted to share a few tips on how we can stop the curse of comparison. And this is, I suppose, my signature message. This is what I feel that... Um, not that I've got nailed, but I just agree with it. I think that's actually true. And I'm hoping, like when that woman said to me, you know what, you make me feel like I can do it. I love that. And so I just want to share a couple of things. Is that okay with you? Oh, too bad, really, because I've got the mic. All right. Can you tell it's a long day? <laughs> awesome. All right. No, we want it to be fun and I'm not going to be long. All right. What I want to tell you, when thinking about how to close this uh, time together, this is the scripture I came across. It's in Ephesians 4, verses 6 and 7, and I'm reading from the message. It says, You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together both outwardly and inwardly. You have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who rules over all, works through all and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do is permeated with oneness. But, verse 7, don't you love God's but? In white skinnies, I don't like my but, but anyway. But that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. Out of the generosity of Christ, each, has, uh, each of us is given his own gift. You see, there's a uniqueness and a oneness about us. We're female. We all have the X chromosome, all right? We've all got bits about us. Let's just leave it like that because the boys are here. There's bits about us that are uniquely feminine, all right? Do I have to say any more? <laughs> all right. There are bits about us. But that doesn't mean we all have to be the same. We are the same in terms of our Christian belief. For those of us here who know Jesus, well, there's 
as a Christian, there are things about us that are the same. We believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We believe He was a perfect man who substituted His perfection for our sinfulness. All those things are the same. That's what it's talking about when it says His oneness. But how we express that should be different. And I find that when you do Christian circles long enough, we tend to just get into that same mould. Well, this is how you do it. This is what... um, When you're a believer, this is what you do. This is how you speak. This is what you think. This is what you wear. And I just want to blow that stuff out of the water today and just say, you know what? We, True Colours is about let the God colour in you out. Keep the oneness that isn't changing, but how you decorate it and how you express it, then please let it out. And the way we do that, like I said in my introduction, is to stop comparing Edwin Elliott says this, I love some of his quotes. He says, By being yourself, you put something wonderful in the world that was not there before. And like I said, the greatest compliment I ever get is, gee, I look at you and think, if you can do it, I can do it. I am actually, and this may seem surprising to you, but I'm actually happy being me. I'm happy being me. And I really would like you to leave today, be happy being you. You know what? Yes, I would go to Fernwood and do some things. There are some things I would change, but that's not intrinsically who I am. You know, maybe I could drop a kilo or two, maybe if I stopped eating the gelati and the cupcakes and everything else we've fed you this weekend. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? That's not essentially who we are. The deep core of who I am, I'm actually happy with. And that's what I would like to leave us with today, that we would go away going, I'm actually, you know what? I'm happy with who I am. Will you repeat after me? I... Am the best me. Now you've got to say it like you really mean it, all right? I am the best me. Now we say it now all together. You know what I mean by that? Not like all together, but from the start. Does that make sense? See, there's only one of me and I can muck it up every time. All right, ready? One, two, three. I am the best me. All right, why don't you turn to the girl next to you and say, you're the best you. Hey, 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 hey. All I said was turn to the girl next to you and say, you're the best you. None of this other stuff. Come on. (laughs) We're on a time schedule, girls. All right. Holly Wagner says, each of us has a unique role to play at this time in history, and we will play it only by being comfortable in our own skin. And again, we're only going to be comfortable in our own skin when we start, start, stop comparing ourselves to one another. So, okay. How do we stop comparisons? First key is you've got to understand that you're one of a kind. Look at your fingerprints. Can you see them? They are amazing. Fingerprints, you know, that's why they have the fingerprint record when you get arrested. Not that I'd know. Is that right, Sally? Sorry, we're not exposing anyone. (laughs) I could say Sharon. I found someone else to pick on now. (laughs) We're unique. Not one of us has the same set of fingerprints. We are unique. So why do we do it to ourselves? Why am I trying to be you and why are you trying to be me? We're unique. We are handcrafted, handmade individuals. Let's get off this trap of like, if I look like them, I'm in. You're in anyway because you've been created the way you are. Let me read you a scripture because in case you don't believe me, Psalm 139 verse 13 in the message says, Oh yes, you shape me first inside, then out. You form me in my mother's womb. We've been made a certain way by our creator God. 
our bone structure, our hair colour. Now we can dye it and we can go to the hairdresser, but it's, it's created a certain way. Our eye colour, the things we like, we're just shaped uniquely. And we've got to get to that point where let's enjoy being the shape that God has made us. I always re- refer it to, um, have you ever seen the difference between handmade pottery? Have you ever been to like a old craft shop and, they, and so you, you want to go and buy a dinner set and you go there and you're like, but I can't find seven the same. Why seven? You either have six, eight or ten, don't you, for dinner? But anyway, all right, I can't find six the same. But you won't because they're handcrafted. They're made, the maker has put his hand on it and individually made each one of those pieces. And we come along and go, no, I want the box set that's all the same. Well, then go to Maxwell and Williams and you'll get that. But we're talking about a creator God who individually, now I see pictorially, so I don't know whether God stooped down into the dirt and formed what he did. It says in several occasions when he talks about things, he spoke things into being. But I, I tend to think that when it came to us, he said he put the man to sleep and then he took the rib. I think God got down on his hands and knees. He got in the dirt and he made us with form and function. He just got in there and he's like, oh, yes. Have you ever seen it? My father-in-law is a great artist. I remember being about... 25 or something, we were away and we're on the beach and he decided he'd make me a mermaid. You know how you do that body art? So I'm sitting in the sand, he piles with this stuff and then he starts making this fish tail. And so I've got my bikini top and then this fish tail. I mean, I, it's 100 degrees, I'm sweating. I'm like, Keith, can I get out of here? But he's like, he's in there and it's like, he's, he doesn't even know I'm there anymore. He's got all that. And, and every night, like a mermaid tail has all those scales. I mean, it's not just the shape of it. I've got now scales. I'm like, oh, dude, like, I'm going to die. But that's how I see God. Just got on his hands and knees and just fashioned and formed us. So we've got to stop this trying to be something that we're not and be comfortable. God thought it good to make me the way I am. So who am I to tell him he did a sucky job? I'm like, I think I could do better. No, we can't do better. We are uniquely and individually made. We are one of a kind. Here you go. How's this? We're the same dirt, we're just a different utensil. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I don't know where I found it, but I found it. All right. Understand you're one of a kind. Another key we're talking about how do we stop comparisons is we've got to watch where we look. Hebrews 12.2 says, Let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right <laughs> Did I just say that? Shut down, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You've heard it said that the eyes are the window to the soul, which literally means that what we look at affects the way we think. So if we're constantly looking at magazines, if we're constantly looking at our girlfriends, if we're constantly looking at this, if we're constantly looking at that, that has a way of working into us and that's what we start to see. We've got, to, we've got to have a perspective change. We've got to watch where we're looking. God, I'm uniquely created, so I need to be looking. I need to be looking for those of us who know God. We need to look at God's Word. What does He say about me? Psalm 139, He says, I created you. I put you together. What I say about you is good. We need to watch where we're looking. Just recently, I had uh, to take my daughter, Jordan, to get an eye test. She has uh, glasses. I've got, I think, minus 1.25. My husband has minus 1.75. She used to have one of each. She's a bit confused, didn't know which way to go. So she had an eyesight of one of each. And we just had our regular checkup. And I was sitting in the room with her. And the guy starts doing the thing. And I was like, she's blind. 
because she can't see that. Like she could not see. And her eyesight had deteriorated so much that the guy was saying all this stuff and freaking both of us out. But the fact is, you know what? She'd been living with us and I hadn't even noticed or picked up that there'd been a degeneration in that area. And she probably didn't because when we go back to get her new glasses, we walked out in the plaza and I can't remember what it was, but she just went, oh, is that what that is? That's a scary sign. And she'd been living like that unawares and that's how we do life. When we're looking at the wrong things and looking at perspective, it just, it creeps up on us. We don't even realise, you know what, I've been trying to force on those white skinny legs because that's, I've been looking at the wrong things rather than going, actually, no, you know what, this is what suits my body shape. This is what works for me. Don't worry about what the fashion world are telling me. Got Kwong, whatever his name is from Westfield. He doesn't know me. He can keep white on white. I'm sticking with denim. All right, we need to watch where you look. Let me let you in on a little secret. The grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. The grass is greener where you water it. And my son enjoys watering our grass every morning. I'm like, what are you doing out there? Oh, I'm just watering the grass, mum. So, well, there's a nice green patch there. Oh, hang on, he's here. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch, forgot about that. The grass isn't greener on the other side of the fence. It's greener where you water. We need regular vision checks. We need to look at God. We need to look at our race. We have an individual race. He's asked us to do certain things. He's created us certain ways. He's given us certain giftings. Don't run someone else's race. Run your race. Look at your race. Watch where you look and it helps you not to compare. The other key is watch what you think. And it's been great with Jane's session and with Sally Ann's session. Proverbs 23, 1 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. You've heard the saying again, you are what you eat. Well, Glenn, can I tell you, you are what you think. Too many of us meditate on the wrong things. We need to meditate on what does God say about me? I remember once just a girl struggling with who she was and what God's done for her and what, what I need to do and should I come to conference and shouldn't I come to conference and blah, blah, blah. And I remember it came to the point where I was saying to her, but you're beautiful and you're this and you're that. And you know what? Some boy had told her ages ago that she she wasn't his type. I'm like, yeah. And you know what? She had let that get resonate in her thinking, which just meant anything anyone else said, that was louder. And I got to the point, I said to her, you're basing your whole life on what one person said. Yeah. I said, well, then hang on. Here's Here's a shift. If we're going to base it on what one person said, why don't we let that one person be God? Let's see what he says about you. And this is what God says about us. He says, you are loved. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God says, your worth is not based on what you do, but on what has been done for you. Ephesians 2, 8, for it's by grace that you've been saved through faith. It is not from yourself. It's the gift of God. He says, you are gifted. Romans 12, 6, we all have different gifts according to the grace given us. He says, you've been chosen, 1 Thessalonians 1, 4. He says, you've been called, Romans 8, 28. He says, you've been equipped, 2 Timothy 3, 7. And finally, girls, remember this, before anybody, anybody, boyfriend, mum, boss, whoever, before anybody could disapprove of you, God approved of you. Romans 8, 31, 8, 1 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for me, who can be against me? 
If God is for me, who can be against me? What are you thinking, girlfriend? What you think determines whether you are comfortable and happy with who you are or whether you're on that comparison roundabout and comparing yourself to everyone else who walks the parade of life before you. What are you thinking, girlfriend? Watch what you think if you want to get off the comparison roundabout. And then finally, which remember we're talking about keys as to how we can stop comparing ourselves and rejoice in the colour that God has made us to be is watch what you say. Proverbs 8.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know what? We can succeed or fail at being ourselves. It depends on what we say about the situation. Do you remember last year's conference? She speaks. We frame our world with the words we speak. If you tell yourself you're useless, guess what? You'll be useless. If you tell yourself you can't do that, guess what? You can't do that. If you keep saying I'm stupid, guess what? You'll feel stupid. We have to watch what we say. Now I'm not talking hyperface like I am a I am a diamond, I am a diamond, I am a diamond. No, I'm talking about, you know what? This is what God says about me. I'm gonna confess it. Okay, I did a how many times do you find yourself saying, I'm stupid because I did that? It's like, no, in our house, stupid is a naughty word. And I was driving the other day and I went, oh, stupid lady. Some Christian driver on the way to school cut me off. Christian and woman, not a good driving combination. (laughs) Sorry, just putting it out there. And I am one, remember? Some woman cut me off. I said, stupid woman. And I hear in the back, Bailey, five. Mummy, stupid is a naughty word. (laughs) I'm like, that's right, it is. But you know what? I've done dumb things, but it doesn't make me dumb. And, you know, you might beg to differ, but I understand what the Word says about me. Yes, that was a silly thing to do. In fact, sometimes that's an insane thing to do. But just because I did an insane thing doesn't mean I'm insane. Because I did a silly thing doesn't mean I'm stupid. It just means I did a silly thing. All right, we have to watch our confession about what we say. We frame our world with the words we speak. You want to get off the comparison roundabout? You want to be happy with who you are? You want to let the God colours in you out? Then you need to watch what it is you're saying about yourself. We need to prophesy over ourselves. Speak positive. What you say will help conquer comparison. And I'm just going to close with this. God has an individual plan for your life. I love Jeremiah 29, 11, the message. He says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Could you imagine? I just see God doing that. Like when you're, we're sitting there fretting and what about this and what about this? He's like, I know what I'm doing, Cass. Like, come on. Who do you think you're talking to? It's like, oh yeah, that's right. Creator God, you made me. Yes. All right. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. God wants you to bring the God colour that he placed inside you out. He wants you to let it out. He doesn't want you being a poor colour of someone else. Because have you ever, have you ever got paint and you've mixed it and it goes that ugly brown? I've just described Bailey's painting. She brings home every Thursday from kindy. It's like, okay, explain that to mummy. But you know what? Just trying to keep the colours. And here we are. God's made certain colours in us. And he's saying, bring them out. The world needs it. The world needs to see your colour. And what we're trying to do is mash it into everybody else by being them. And then we bring out this dirty, yucky brown. And we all know that brown's of the enemy. 
mean, Browns. So actually, Browns are new black this year. Have you noticed? <laughs> no. Anyway, God wants you to bring the colours out that he has placed in you. We are here to be a light, but we will only be a light when we stop comparing ourselves and start being ourselves. I want to read this message, uh, this message, this scripture in Isaiah 45, 9 in the message. I love it. It says, but doom to you who fight your maker. You're a pot at odds with the potter. Does clay talk back to the potter? What are you doing? What clumsy fingers? Get off, that hurts. Would a sperm say to the father, who gave you permission to use me? It's in the Bible. In the message translation anyway. Who gave you permission to use me to make a baby? Or does a fetus say to its mother, why have you got me cooped up in this belly? Like, don't you know, this is not comfortable. Can I leave you with this? Stop fighting God. Did you hear what that said? You're doomed if you do. What a way to leave conference. You're doomed. Doomed. Let's all go home and be happy. Stop fighting God. If you fight God, you're doomed. How can you be happy? Be yourself. No one can be a better you than you. Amen? Amen. Awesome. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.